You're listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with best-selling author Sarah Box, where you get the inside scoop on the steps action takers and decision makers take to align their purpose to their principles and achieve their goals in business and life. We focus on the mantra, no labels, no limits, no excuses. Each week, you'll hear from remarkable guests who have overcome challenges and obstacles to succeed in the face of adversity. By listening to their stories, you'll get practical tips, tools, and resources you can implement today to bust through your own internalized prisons of worry and doubt. And now, without further ado, please welcome your commanding coach with plenty of chutzpah and heart, Sarah Box. Hey there, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the No Labels, No Limits podcast, a podcast all about helping action takers and decision makers like you align their purpose to their principles and achieve their goals in business and life. Hi, I'm Sarah from Sarah Box Coaching and Consulting. I'm a change agent and champion for learning and growing, also a former executive director and best-selling author of The Changemaker Ripple Effect, a book about how one person's drive, purpose, and boldness can impact thousands. And I'm here to tell you that the life you want is possible with the right support, mindset, and strategy. And on today's podcast, we're going to be joined by Z Najarian, who knows firsthand all about learning and growth. Z is a clarity coach and unshakable optimist. So you all already know why I'm excited to talk to her. She teaches women how to figure out what their passions are so that they can they can live a more joyful and authentic life. She is the co-president of the Bloomigan Foundation, which helps economically vulnerable women when they're faced with a medical challenge. Z has spent the past 15 years trying to get over the there has to be more to life feeling. And after having different jobs, countless side gigs, serving on different nonprofit boards and getting multiple degrees, she now uses her experience and expertise to help others build a life that they love. Do you all hear the synchronicity here? So in this episode, you're going to hear how clarity comes from action and not thought, how to discover your superpowers the desires that are within you and are there for a reason, and that you were born to live the life you love. Z will reveal how to create a life that you love, be more satisfied with your life, and develop the courage to follow your dreams. Z firmly believes we will never be given a vision that we are not meant to pursue, and we are meant to do things in our own ways. So now let's welcome our guest, Z Najarian. Hi, Z. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here today. Well, it's great to have you on the show. And now before we get actually into the interview, the audience and I all want to know what is one non-negotiable ritual or habit you do daily that keeps you heading toward your big vision and on your own path? Something that I have to do and multiple times a day, not just once, is I stop, I take a few seconds and I express gratitude for anything that's happened like throughout the day. Whether I've thought it's been a bad thing, whether I thought it's been a good thing, it doesn't matter how I felt about it. I always express gratitude because I believe that things happen for us. They help us get to where we need to be and they're not happening to us. It's not a negative thing, even though we might put a negative connotation to it. 
Wow. So let's talk a bit more about that and a couple of requests. One, if you would share a bit about the journey that got you here, because it's been a journey. And I know you have a very recent experience to share with us that will even tip us into the reason you're sharing your journey. Yeah, so let's start with today. I woke up today and for some reason, something told me, just go and look at your very first video that you ever recorded. And so I have all my videos on my YouTube channel, though a lot of them are private, but I didn't delete them. I kept them up there. I'm so glad that I did. I went to the very first video. It was in 2015. And I realized that I still have that shirt. I'm wearing the shirt today. I went to my closet. I'm like, I'm going to wear that shirt. Um, And I'm looking at that video and my voice sounds shaky. My face looks like I'm so tired only because I'm freaked out. But I knew I had to do it. I remember those feelings where I I knew I was meant for something greater. I knew um, I wanted to create big change in the world and impact people's lives. So I just turned on the camera and said whatever came out of my heart. And I realized that it never felt as scary as that first time. It always got better after. So it it only takes one first time, right? You just have to do it. And right, objects in motion, they tend to stay in motion. The most difficult part is just to start and take that first step. So I hope that I can be a symbol for people of um, all I have to do is just take that first step. I'm super introverted and I've always been scared of my own shadow. I was like scared little kid. And if I can do it, if I took that first step, than anyone else can. So that was, you know, kind of the thought that I woke up with today. And for most of my life, I've gone around asking, what is the point of life, right? Not in a sad sort of way, but in like, why are we here? I don't get it. Why are we just, we're born, we kind of go through life and then we die. There needs to be a point. And I kept asking that throughout my life and I kind of never got an answer that felt satisfactory, right? Some people said, well, what if you weren't here? Then that that wouldn't feel good. And so I got all these weird answers. I'm like, no, none of this makes sense. So I just kept listening to that voice inside me that kept telling me, um, do this, try this. I followed my curiosity until one day um, out of the blue, it was about five, six years ago, I see an ad on Facebook for an Instagram course. And I had no interest in Instagram. I wasn't trying to do anything. I didn't have my own business, but something about it Um, really interested me. So I said, okay, I'm just going to take this course. I think it was like a $50 course. And in that course, there was a section about personal development. So going within, asking all these questions about yourself so that you can better connect with your audience. And that just started this whole journey. Until then, I hadn't really gone inward. I grew up in a family who expected high performance. They were like, I'm going to give you food and shelter. You're going to go to school. You're going to get good grades. You're going to go to college. You're going to get a degree. They told me what I had to do. I love them for it, but I never got a chance to figure out what is it that I love to do. They told me you have to do computer science because that's where the future of the world is. And we're going to provide everything, but you have to get good grades, get that degree and make something out for yourself. So this course that I took, that $50 of the best $50 I've ever spent, started my journey and I haven't stopped since. So what's interesting about that is your inner guidance, right, said, told you, do this. And you didn't argue with it. You just did it. 
because I had argued for most of my life prior to that. And that voice just had kept getting so much stronger that I just couldn't ignore it anymore. Like, okay, fine. I hear you. So how did you nurture that voice? I mean, it sounds like now you stay pretty connected, right? Yeah. To it. So how do you nurture that? What do you, yeah. is that part of what you yeah. do in the day? I know you talked about yeah. saying thank you, gratitude, but can you talk about your experience of that voice? Is it a voice you hear? Is it a knowing you experience in your body? What's that like? Because I can imagine a lot of people are curious about that. They're going, yeah, I don't know if I ever hear that or know that. Yeah, so it's different for different people, right? And I look at it as a muscle. The more you exercise it, the better you get at understanding it and the stronger it gets in communicating with you. So for some people, it's an audible voice they hear. Some people just feel it in their gut. For me, it feels like a thought is coming to me, right? Like I just feel the thought and then I'm surprised by it. I'm like, oh, wait, what is this thing? So that's how it comes to me. And how I nurtured it is I started journaling almost every day and saying, okay, so I had a feeling to do this and then I did it. And then this is the outcome that came out of it. And so I have like a whole long list of things that I, um, that voice told me, and then I did it. And then what the outcome was, right? And that's how I was able to differentiate, well, is this just fear? Am I doing this out of fear? Or is this actually that voice that's telling me what to do? Or so the more you journal, the more you do it, the more you'll have a backlog of stuff and you can figure out, okay, this is when it's actually that voice. This is when I'm acting out of fear. Um, this is when I'm nervous. So you need to exercise. It's just like going to the gym. You don't start lifting 50 pounds. You start with five, then you go to 10. Um, and the more you do it, the better you get at it. That's absolutely true. But you, like you said, you kind of have to do it, right? Journaling is interesting because it has this whole connotation that it has to be deep and profound. And you're just giving evidence that like, okay, I'm going to track, right? So yeah. I think I should do this, write it down. You won't forget. You know, I mean, if you've written it down, you don't forget. It's kind of like coming out of a dream and going, that was amazing. Okay, I'll write it down in a minute and then it's gone, right? Exactly. So if you listen to that voice and you do it, and that really powerful to be able to differentiate be, between am I acting out of fear or self-protection versus am I going in the direction I should be, which sounds to me a bit like getting clear. And that's what you are as a clarity coach, right? Yes. So talk to us about um, what it's like as a clarity coach, how you work with um, women or other people, women, men, whatever, to get that clarity in their own lives? Where do you start? What's that journey yeah. like? Yeah, so in working with women, the number one thing that I get, um, they, they wanna, women want to argue with me about this all the time. I would start if I knew where to start. I don't know what to do. And I, I always call BS on that because if you start with what you know, you'll know where to start. Right. And so we just dismiss the things that we know, the things that bring us joy, the things we love to do, because we think everyone knows how to do this. This can't change the world. Who needs this? And we discredit it because it's so close to us. So I created this thing called the clarity spectrum. And it's really super easy. The more action you take, the more clarity you have. 
the less action you take, the less clarity you have. And it's not just being busy, it's taking targeted action. So how do we take targeted action? So this is what I say. Think about what you, one thing that you know. So either you know you love to cook, you know you love to garden, you know you like to paint something, you know you like to do something. Don't judge it, don't discredit it, don't say it doesn't mean anything. Write down something that you know that you really love. And then write down three actions that you can take based on that. So if you like cooking, what can you do, right? You can cook dinner for a neighbor. You can take a cooking course at a local community college. Um, you can uh, form a meetup with moms who like to cook. Anything. There's so many things you can do. So write down three things. And then you take out your schedule, you take out your phone, whatever you use, and you schedule it in. When am I going to do two or maybe three of these things. And so that forces you to actually take action on something that you love, something that you're passionate about. And then you never know where that's going to lead. I work with this woman who said she, she's like, I really love cooking, but what is that? That's nothing. So many people like that. So I went through the exercise with her and she decided to take a cooking class at a local college. She met this other uh, woman there who was a photographer. And so they collaborated and they came out with a cookbook together, right? And so that led to so many other amazing things. And that's how we actually create a life that we love, the life of our dreams, by figuring out what is it that we're born with. There's things that we're born with that we love to do. And um, there's no explanation for it. Um, no one taught us that. We just love to do these things. And those are the things that are meant to bring joy into our lives. Those are the things that are going to help us make a bigger impact and they're going to help us create and live our dream life. That's a, um, in addition to being a great exercise, you know, and it sounds simple when you say it, right? And I would bet you that it's a difficult one to start if you've spent time discrediting what it is you yeah. know and love, right? Because you're dis you're disconnecting from your heart. Like what really makes me happy? And the longer you disconnect, the harder it is to like go, what? What do I like doing? You know? Absolutely. So that's so powerful, that exercise. I love it. So <laughs> I do. I like I like things that are simple but impactful. Yeah. You know, so like the the journaling, you know, and and just writing it down, there's that transfer and that connection and the and asking. So let's talk about why you call yourself an unshakable optimist. Yeah, so I just believe everything always works out for the best for me, right? Anything that's happening is happening for me, whether it's negative in my eyes or not. And I was kind of born with this. Growing up, my brother is kind of on the other spectrum. He's he says, if you're a pessimist, you're either right or pleasantly surprised. And I never got that. I'm like, what? And so he's, he always told me, you're disgustingly optimistic. And, and that's fine. I can choose to live this way and he can choose to live that way. And that's totally okay. And so I always knew that that was something that um, was given to me because it's going to help me get to wherever I am. So no matter what it is that I did in life, no matter what job I took on, what career I was doing, what um, nonprofit board I was on, I always knew it's going to work out because I'm like this crazy optimist. Um, I didn't try to be that way. It's just something that I had. And I I chose not to ignore it. That's one thing ever since I was little, I chose not to ignore. Um, 
and I believe we always find what we're looking for. So if I'm looking for the best and knowing it's going to work out, I will always find that. But if I'm looking at the negative side, I will always find reasons for that. It's kind of like when you learn a new word, right? You hear it everywhere. The whole world didn't learn it with you. You just decided to focus on that. So you hear that word more often. It's, it's, that's just how life works. Tired of feeling stuck and ending with the same result? Want to know how Sarah can help you with one-on-one or organizational coaching? Then book your free discovery call at sarahbox.com forward slash contact. Now back to the show. So it's back to your muscle analogy again, right? You just keep flexing your optimism, whatever that is for each person, which is unique, right? Yep. I'm curious how you bring that forward, you know, when you're working with folks. Well, first, before I ask you this question, let me ask you, what are the type of people you most often work with? Um, It's mostly women who are, they have, they have a job, they maybe have a career, everything seems perfect on the outside, right? Um, This is what I had growing up. Everyone said, you have shelter, you have food, your family supports you, you got degrees, you got a good paying job, what are you complaining about? And so it's, it's these women that are like, there has to be more. I'm not, I don't hate my life. I'm not complaining, but I'm unsatisfied. There has to be more. So those are the types of women that I tend to work with. And they find you through social media? Yes. So social media, I'm at Zena Jarian across all platforms, mostly on Facebook and Instagram. And then my website is also zenajarian.com. And it'll be spelled out for all of you listening while you're driving. So you're thinking, how do I spell that? I'm driving and can I write it down? It'll be in the notes. So take a breath. Just keep listening to Z. So what? why I asked that is I was curious if there was something like the first thing, and I think you may have just answered it when someone said, I just have this sense there's something more, right? Yeah. So when that happens and they start down this path, is there a typical, and I, I hesitate to use word typical because I know it's not typical, but is there a predictable kind of road bump that happens at some point? Does that make sense? So like they're making progress, they're going after something, and then all of a sudden there's a little hiccup and they're going, oh, I don't know, maybe I should back up a step. Do you find that in, in the work where people start questioning themselves again, or is it just full steam ahead once they get going? No, I think, um, and this happened to me too. So once we kind of uh, get the ball rolling and things are going going great, there's it's like human nature, right? We start doubting it. Uh-oh, something's wrong. Um, I seem to be happy. Everything seems to be going good. Something has to be wrong. And that's like a natural thing. We're like born with that. Our, our mind, our brain tries to protect us because they're like, oh, something, I'm going to protect you just in case you're happy. And then something happens and you get sad. I don't want that to happen. And they, it's, it's kind of like from the prehistoric times, right? When we were being chased by uh, a lion or something, um, we needed this fear to stop us so we can protect us. We don't need that so much right now, but we still have that part of our brain that tries to protect us. So when that happens, I always remind myself, I go back to what I know, right? What's one thing that I know? And if I've journaled, I have evidence that I've done it. It's felt good. And I keep going. I don't let fear 
I think Liz Gilbert talks about this a lot, right? You don't let it take the wheel. It could be a passenger in your car because a lot of times it leads the way. It knows if you're afraid of something, that's probably where you should be going. But you never let it take the steering wheel. Yes, I love that analogy when she put that in her book. I'm, and there have been many times I'm doing something I'm going, hey, back seat for you. Yeah. I'm driving exactly. right now, but thanks for the heads up, right? Exactly. Thanks for the heads up. I'm in the driver's seat. Um, so share with us all a bit about the Bloom Again Foundation. Yeah, so another thing that I've always had like this feeling growing up is I wanted to do something geared more towards women. Um, I went back as a part of my personal development journey and I looked at photos of when I was younger. I don't have too many because I hated taking pictures. And then I read essays that I wrote in like elementary, middle school, and all of them have this theme. They were they have this feministic theme. And so I knew that I always have this natural thing to help women. So I think about seven years ago, I set my intention. I said, I'm gonna do something um, with a nonprofit that is geared towards women. And one day, right, you just set your intention and the universe delivers. One day I'm driving and I on the radio, this lady comes on and talks, starts talking about this Bloom Again Foundation and says, we need someone who can redo our website. And of course, because I was in computer science in my past life, I'm like, oh, I know how to, I know how to do websites. This is perfect. I wanted to do something geared towards women. And so I call, she, she gives her email address. I email her. She happens to live like 15 minutes from me. We meet up. I create this website. Um, it was volunteer work. Didn't get paid. I loved it. Felt so good. Then I just kept going to the events that they had because they were local. They were nearby. And within about a year or two, she asked me if I wanted to join the board. She was the founder of the organization. Then I, I was on the board for about like two, three years. And then she was getting ready to retire. And she asked me if I want to be co-president with another lady. And so that's how that was the development of that, right? So you see set your intention, and then you always find what you're looking for. So now I'm going to switch gears and ask you questions as a board member. So put on your board member hat. And I know we hadn't really <laughs> talked about this, but um, this is one of the places where I work with organizations is in the nonprofit yeah. sector. So I'm so curious. And I'm curious about how they work and what they love and which, mm -hmm. what their challenges are, especially now, right? All these changes. Yeah. So as a board, what are your topics of conversation now that COVID is kind of like in yeah. everybody's space right now. Have you been having conversations about that and the impact of the organization? Yeah, we have. So what the organization does is we help women who are living at or near the federal poverty line and, and they have to be working. So working women, when they're faced with a medical challenge and they need to take time off of work, we help pay for the rent, their utilities, their if they need food for their family. So they have to be one working at the time of their diagnosis. They have to be planning to go back to work and um, they have to, um, their medical condition has to be something that is not terminal and they have to be living near the poverty line. So these women are living paycheck to paycheck and they're oftentimes single mothers. If they stop working for a medical challenge, they can't pay rent. They'll be homeless. And so now our conversations are shifting to, um, is this considered, should we be, if women are taking time off because they've got this 
COVID or is this part of that? Should we be paying out for that? Um, because we don't really pay for the flu, right? If people get sick and have to take a few days off for the flu, that's not really part of our mission. We're really helping people who have a huge medical challenge. Um, should we pay for this? Or what if just their immune system is compromised, so they're choosing to take time off? Should we pay? Or what if their employer laid them off, but they're perfectly healthy? So we're having those types of conversations, though our heart goes out to them, but we also want to stay true to the mission of the organization. So it's it's been challenging. We've seen that some donors are more hesitant to donate during this time. We understand it's challenging times. So it's been a big shift for us, big um, discussions that we're having. Do you have staff or is it all volunteer board or how, what's your structure? Yeah. So um, we just celebrated our 10th year anniversary last year. Um, And it's like, it's a big thing. Not a lot of organizations, small organizations make it to 10 years. So this year was the first year we actually hired an assistant. So she is the only one that's paid an executive assistant. Everyone else is volunteer. We're all volunteer board and we have been these past 10 years. So we finally, we got a grant. So we were able to pay for administrative work. Well, I want to congratulate you on having the hard conversations because at times like this, it can be really appealing to chase an opportunity, right? And to yeah. stand, but what's so perfect is that I love how you are as a board collectively, you're staying true to your mission, your purpose, right? Because the mission yeah. is the reason the organization exists, right? It's its purpose. Exactly. So to stay true to that, um, especially when there's the external pressure can be, um, it can create that angst, like, are we going to make it? We just turned 10 years. And the, you're right. A lot of nonprofits don't make it past the three-year mark. That's it. They're gone. I mean, it's the high churn of nonprofits. So congratulations on making it. Thank and you. also for being having integrity, even when it's hard, you know, but to choose and stay in, stay true to who you are and so that you can help all the women who do need your help. So yeah. Thank Very you. cool. So thanks for that little side trip with me. I just love <laughs> to hear that. And I love that your board has stayed tight and planned, right? So they planned a way for the leadership to be successful and continue all the right things to do. Very cool. Yep. Very cool. <laughs> thanks. So yeah. So now when we think about going forward as women and people who want to follow our dreams and I want to come back to something you say that you help people think about how to discover their superpowers. Is that going back to that first exercise or is that an add-on on to that once they know something is the superpower like, okay, now that you've at least got this under your belt, let's take it further. What, what do you mean by that? Yeah, so the superpower is very closely related to that Thing that you know, right? And it doesn't have to be one thing. It could be multiple things. Like for me, um, mine is that I'm able to help people get clarity. I'm also an unshakable optimist. And also I, um, I'm able to see how to do things um, more quickly, like get like the direct route, right? And that took me some time to figure out. So that that will come, that clarity will come from actually doing that one thing that um, you know you really like to do. So 
it also has to do with looking back at your childhood. Like I, I did that. I went back out with the pictures. I asked my, my mom, um, how was I as a kid? Um, so that will take work. But again, clarity comes with action. The more, the more action, targeted action, we're not just doing things to be busy. The more targeted action that you take, the more clear, uh, the more clarity you'll get into what you love to do, what your passions are and what your superpower is. So to sum it up, we want to think about what we enjoy doing, figure out a way to do that, a class or whatever, put it on our calendar, do it, track and journal the results of that, start paying more attention to our inner voice, tracking and journaling and reflecting on our results, and then start looking for the clues about our superpowers and putting that into action. Yep. And... Um, it's really important to pay attention to your feelings, right? I think we tend to dismiss feelings and want to be all in our mind and our head because that's what society tells us to think logically, feelings are bad, um, but your feelings will always guide your way. Think about it. When you're sick, you don't feel like doing anything, even the things you love to do. You just want to stay home. You want to be in bed. You don't want to do anything. So when you feel bad, you will never take good action. So focus on doing the things that make you feel good. So when you do the, that thing, figure out the, that one thing you like, then take action, then journal. How did that make me feel? You might figure out, I loved it. You might figure out, eh, it didn't really make me feel so good. So you have to be an investigator here. You have to do that work. No one else can do that work for you. I can't tell you what you're passionate about. I can't tell you what your dream life is. I can help guide you. I can ask you, help you ask yourself the right questions, but I can never give you the answers. So you have to be the investigator. You have to take the action. Only you know what feels good and right to you. So on that note, I just want to thank you for your time today because I've enjoyed so much your energy. I love your red shirt boys and girls in radio land. She's wearing a cool red shirt, which just matches her fiery energy. And um, I was shocked to hear you say you were an introvert because I'm thinking, not a chance, but I get it, right? And that's a stretch putting yourself out there as well, you know, from that place. So thank you so much for spending time with me this morning, Z. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much, Sarah. This I had such a great time. Awesome. That's my hope, always. <laughs> been listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with best-selling author, change agent, and strategic vision coach, Sarah Box. You can grab the show notes and find out how to work with Sarah at sarahbox.com forward slash No Labels, No Limits podcast. We'd love this podcast to reach as many people as possible. So please remember to rate, leave a five-star review, and share the podcast with someone you think would get value from this conversation. Until next time, keep taking those daily action steps to align your purpose to your principles and achieve your goals in business and life.